The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It's been one of those topics um, that uh, has captured the attention over the past couple of days. And, and wondering, Chadville, and you can let me know at 780-496-0063 about how concerned you are about the perils, about the pitfalls of facial recognition technology being used by police departments in part to solve major crimes. Do you think that the tools are intrusive? Uh, Could they potentially cause wrongful convictions? Or are you of the opinion that in this day and age, organizations should be able to use technology to its fullest extent, regardless of the unintended consequences. Now, here in Edmonton, city police say they are taking a look at the possibility of using facial recognition technology. Right now, a spokesperson with EPS says they are just assessing the potential to help with existing cases. Again, it is not currently being used by EPS. But if EPS did implement a plan, a spokesperson says it would involve scanning photos obtained for legal reasons in the past, like mugshots, so things that are already in the system. Facial recognition technology is being used by some city police services uh, in Canada, definitely in the United States, and it has privacy and safety advocates pretty worried. Anne Kavukian is the executive director of the Global Privacy and Security by Design Centre. She is the former Ontario Information and Privacy Commissioner and recognized as one of the world's leading privacy experts. Welcome back to the show. Always a pleasure, Jalen. Can you give us an idea of um, the concerns surrounding facial recognition? I know there are a lot of them and you're certainly waving the flag on this one. And I would urge the Edmonton police not to even consider doing this. Other jurisdictions, for example, in the United States, San Francisco, San Diego, Oakland, Massachusetts, Texas is now doing this. They're all banning facial recognition outright by what? the police department. They're not allowing, allowing the police department to use this because of the level of inaccuracy and, of course, infringement of privacy. If I can mention, in the U.K., the police have been using this for some time, and there is an 81% false positive rate, meaning 81% of the matches they're getting are false, inaccurate, and they're falsely identifying innocent individuals as the bad guys, the person of interest. This is appalling. So, and obviously, um, there, there's uh, little or no testing that's being done prior to these um, these programs being put in place, or, or are they just moving ahead um, to try to, to stay ahead of things without, without uh, testing it properly? You know, the part of the problem is facial recognition is just not ready for prime time because the matches lead to such inaccurate results. You would think that they would test and explore this extensively before considering using it by the police. But the police are so excited about the possibility of matching mugshots to massive numbers of faces that can be obtained through these programs that that they're just moving ahead uh, far too quickly. That's why, and again, I applaud uh, California, for example, uh, San Francisco, San Diego, uh, actually putting an outright ban on the use of facial mm. recognition by the police and other government departments because it is so inaccurate. So I don't even know why we're considering this. So what, what 
You know, I, I've been reading a number of articles and people saying it's just, you know, we're, we're not there. We're not keeping up with it. But technology is moving faster than the laws. So what do we need to do on that front? We need to listen to people like the Privacy Commissioner of Alberta, um, Jill Clayton, has said, put the brakes on this. You haven't even done a privacy impact assessment, which would, of course, address some of these issues in terms of accuracy or lack thereof. We have laws in place. They're not strong enough, perhaps, but at the very least, on privacy grounds, you could put a halt to this until proper investigation takes place on accuracy rates or false positives as have been arising in other jurisdictions. And they could explore why would multiple jurisdictions in the United States put an outright ban on the use of facial recognition by the police. Obviously, there are reasons for doing so. Dr. Kavukian, are there, are there certain segments of the population that are being targeted more uh, when, it, when, when facial recognition is being used? Uh, people uh, such as uh, people of, of black color, uh, indigenous individuals, it's biased against them. So there are many potentially negative outcomes of the use of this technology. And I have no idea why the police would move forward on this without a proper examination of the benefits and losses of incurring this. And in other jurisdictions, you know, you may have heard of Clearview AI that is a company that scrapes scrapes facial uh, images off of public sites like Facebook, Instagram, videos, uh, on YouTube, etc., they've they scraped 3.9 billion faces, and they're the police are loving this. They're selling it to police forces all over the world, including Canada. And now there's already a class action lawsuit against Clearview, 1.4 billion dollars. Why would we tread into this territory? You, you know, when you talk about uh, when you talk about uh, Clearview, I, I just it, it's mind blowing to me that this is being yes. done. I guess it's not surprising, all things considered, but it is mind blowing to me because I think to myself, who has my stuff, Anne? Who has my pictures? Yes. Exactly, and of course, those pictures were only intended to be used by the family or friends that they were shared with yeah. on these sites. They're not intended to be made available to the entire public, law enforcement, etc. That's what's so appalling about this. We need a national law to address this, but until that happens, surely we can put the brakes on it at the provincial level in terms of various police forces using it. But I have to tell you, when you ask the RCMP, are they using Clearview AI? They, they, they won't admit it. They say we can't confirm or deny that we're using it. Mm. And I'll bet, I'll bet on it that they're using it. We know that uh, Calgary was the first police force in Calgary to publicly roll out facial recognition. I believe Toronto was using it uh, there as well. Have you heard yeah. any anecdotal stories about, uh, I don't know, the success or the, 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 tra- the detractions from the use in those cities? Not in those cities. No. The only one that we have data on is the um, police force in the United Kingdom, yeah. Kingdom and it is so negative. I, I cited you an 81% inaccuracy rate yeah. for false positives. Another report cited 96%. So I'm giving you the more conservative um, error number in inaccuracy. It's just appalling. And the problem is when you're falsely identified as the person of interest, try to clear your name. Mm-hmm. When I was privacy commissioner of Ontario, a number of Victims of identity theft came to me saying, please help me. Uh, I, I can't seem to clear my name. They keep thinking I'm the one who racked up all those charges. 
And it's a nightmare trying to get to clear your name. First thing I used to tell them is go to the police and file an occurrence report to substantiate your claim that your identity has been stolen. It's a nightmare. This is the last thing you want to occur. Dr. Kavukian, when I when we've had this conversation, when we bring up facial recognition, there are people that will say, if you're not doing anything wrong, then what's the problem? <laughs> if you're not doing anything wrong, then what's the problem? The problem is all of you innocent folks who aren't doing anything wrong will be identified as having done something wrong. That's what a false positive means. It falsely accuses innocent individuals of being the bad guy. Mm. And that's and, and how do you clear your name? You just say, my God, that's not me. I didn't do it. That's all you have available to you. That's the problem. It has nothing to do with whether you did something wrong. I was reading as well uh, today that, for example, if police were looking at a uh, tape uh, of a, for a robbery suspect, maybe in a store somewhere, there's the possibility that everybody whose face has been on that video in that store could end up in the file as well, not just the bad That's guy. Right. Is that true? Yeah, exactly. Ugh. All of those facial images will be captured. And, you know, they're not going to be just deleted when they find out that you're not the bad guy. That's the problem mm. with so much of this. So what do we do, and What do we do? How, do uh, how does the public have a say in this? Complain to the Privacy Commissioner. In, in Edmonton, uh, go to the, Jill Clayton. She's fabulous. Uh, complain to the Federal Privacy Commissioner. Speak up and voice your concern that this is an appalling potential invasion, not only of your privacy, but of your, your rights in terms of just going about your business in public, doing nothing wrong, but having your data captured in this way and being falsely identified. I'm, the potential is huge. We have to put the brakes on this now. We have to put the brakes on it or pump the brakes until we get it right? What would you well say? Put. <laughs> pump the brakes until we can put the brakes on facial recognition <laughs> and ban it outright, just like they've done in California and other jurisdictions in the U.S. You know, usually Canada leads mm-hmm. in terms of the United States on privacy. Not here. We're way behind. Well, way behind. And my fear is, is that five years from now, if people aren't speaking up, if people aren't putting their foot down, um, that it's going to be too far gone. And, um, you know, if you were to look into your crystal ball right now and you look five years from now, where do you see this? See, I'm the eternal optimist. <laughs> and I'm hoping that in the next two, three years, we will have put the brakes on this being mm. a ban on facial recognition, just like they've done in California. We already have a precedent, and they're examining this all over the world. So I am truly hoping and will work very hard at trying to put the brakes on this. Dr. Ann Kavukian joining us once again this afternoon. Always wonderful to talk to you. Thanks for your insight on this. Appreciate your time. Always a pleasure. Thank you.